1: from doing some things that are not of earnest report.
0: God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Albin proclaiming God's mind to you today.
1: Let's have a word of prayer. Father, we're grateful unto you. We thank you for your presence. We give you praise. We thank you that your word is anointed and we will not leave this place the same as we came. In Jesus' mighty name, say a big amen. amen. First Corinthians chapter 5. Verse 7, Purge out therefore the old leaven, that ye may be a new lamb, as ye were unleavened. For even Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast, not with old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. We are talking about the blessing of sacrifices, part one. Please take your seat. Our time and age has come to a place where the opening of the floodgate for information has become a two-edged sword. It's giving room to a lot of conspiracy theories and also an opportunity for truth also to go far and reach territories and lands that hitherto, um, without technology, we were limited. So we are always going to have to struggle between um, falsehood and truth, conspiracy theories of human thoughts, human philosophies against the principles of God or the truth of God's word. So it's important that from time to time we delve into the truth of God's word to see God's position on matters such as sacrifice. And uh, it should be a point of concern to you that when we are talking about singing praises, dancing, jumping in church, it never ruffles the furthest of unbelievers. But once we start talking about sacrificing or giving to God, then you see that the whole ungodly world start invading into the affairs of the church. It simply has to tell you that there is something in sacrifice that Satan doesn't want us to know or to have. And so today we are talking about the blessing of sacrifices if you come through scripture you find out that there is blessing in sacrifice and so this scripture we just read we need to establish a proper foundation and the bible reveals christ to us in everything so the bible is christocentric Anything you are doing in the Bible that you you cannot see Christ in the center, you have to begin to question it. So the scripture we have read, this is Paul speaking to the church in Corinth, and he says that, Purge out therefore the old leaven, that ye may be a new lamb, as ye are unleavened. For even Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. So here we see that Christ is our Passover lamb. And is the Passover lamb not be, because of anything, but is the Passover lamb because he was sacrificed. The lamb that was not sacrificed cannot become the Passover lamb. They don't keep it in there, wherever they keep the sheep. <laughs> Praise the Lord. All the sheep there cannot be seen to be Passover, it is the one that is sacrificed. On the day, that becomes the Passover lamb. And that is the lamb. And every family was supposed to sacrifice one. A small family had to join another family. And one lamb was enough for each family, regardless of their size. That tells you that Christ is more than enough for all of us. Just one. So, we see that Christ is the Passover that was sacrificed for us. Christ was sacrificed for us. So Christ is the sacrifice within the Trinity. Please follow this thing. It's the ultimate sacrifice. In Hebrews chapter 7, verse 27, Hebrews 7 27, the Bible is clear about Christ. And he says that who needed not daily as those high priests to offer up sacrifice first for his own sins and then for the people's for this he did once when he offered up himself so here the bible is telling us that in the old covenant the priest used to go in there and sacrifice over and over again to try to deal out with the sins of the people but christ didn't have to do that he had to go in there once he sacrificed first of all for all the sins of the world. The priest went to sacrifice for his own sins and then for the sins of the people. But Christ went in the sacrifice once for all the sins of the world. And the Bible says that he offered up himself. So you see that Christ is the ultimate sacrifice. Anytime we are talking about sacrifice in the kingdom, the point of reference is who? Christ. In chapter 9, verse 26 of the same Hebrews, you read it, the Bible said, For then must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world. But now once in the end of the world, has he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. So you see Christ sacrificing himself to take away the greatest problem within humanity. Greatest problem on earth. Sin. Man condemned. Christ came, sacrificed himself. Praise the Lord. So now imagine Jesus Christ without his sacrifice. Just imagine. What is the essence of Jesus Christ without his sacrifice? He would have been an ordinary person. Ordinary man. Possibly like all the other ordinary spiritual or religious leaders that have come and passed away like the breath of life. The difference between them and Christ is that he laid down his life, picked it up again, and out of that sacrifice, we have Christians. Praise the Lord. God gave birth to children. So, imagine Jesus Christ without his sacrifice. The point is that Christ is properly revealed to mankind through his sacrificial death. And so, the purpose and destiny of Jesus was revealed to us through his sacrificial death. That is to say that there is nothing to your life, the same way there would have been nothing to Christ's life without the sacrifice of himself for the sins of the world. You and I wouldn't be serving him, we wouldn't be serving God because it was his sacrifice that brought reconciliation between man and the Godhead. According to 2nd Corinthians chapter 5, therefore we have received a ministry of reconciliation. The whole thing about Christ being on earth, his purpose, his assignment and everything, his power is in his sacrifice. There is nothing to your life, nothing to your destiny without sacrifice. Same principle for Jesus Christ. So here you see that sacrifice is the path for every believer to follow in order to resemble Christ. How do you want to resemble Christ? It's not in singing. It's not in praying. To resemble Christ, you need to sacrifice. Look at what the Bible said When he went to the cross, he went with all of us, all of mankind. When he went to the grave, he went with all mankind. And he resurrected with all mankind. You only resemble Christ when you follow the path of his sacrifice. All that want to follow me carry your cross. You need to carry the cross he carried. And watch it. When he was going to be crucified, he carried his cross, got to a point and gave it to a human being to carry it. You cannot be a follower of Christ. You can't resemble Christ. You can't walk in his power, in his identity, in his glory, in anything Christ has to offer until you come to the place where you begin to imbibe into your spirit. His sacrifice and make his sacrifice your pattern of life. So a believer without sacrifice, a believer who doesn't want to follow the path of sacrifice does not resemble Christ. You see that you resemble something else. May you not resemble anything else but Christ. So you can see why it is very important to the secular world, the ungodly world, to attack. And attack, and attack, and attack when people make a decision to be sacrificial. To walk in the path of sacrifice. Because we want to, as we behold him, we want to be become like him from day to day. But when we are beholding him, how did the Bible say we should behold him? Hebrews says, Hebrews says that looking unto Jesus. Now when the Bible says looking unto Jesus, what picture comes into your mind? You have to see his marriage with the tree, the cross. That's, you can't look unto Jesus in heaven. You have to look at him on the cross. He told them, he says that, if you, as the serpent was lifted in the wilderness, so when the Son of Man is lifted, and the serpent was put on the tree, so if you want to behold him, you need to behold him on the cross, the crucifix. That is the ultimate sacrifice. It's God talking to somebody. That is where your life begins. That your life begins from he on the cross purchasing your salvation. That's the beginning of your life. So all the time, the dripping of the blood must be in your eyes. The the thorn on the head. The blood flowing through his His palms and the water from his side and the screaming. You have to behold that messy picture for the, for your future to feature well in his program. I'm feeling something here. So you see that all the Christians who look away from that picture, they look away from their blessing because the blessing is tied to the sacrifice. Is God talking to somebody here? In Philippians chapter 4, verse 18, watch it. Philippians four eighteen, The Bible makes a very powerful statement there. It says that, but I have all and abound. I am full, having received of Epaphroditus the things which were sent from you. An odor of sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable well-pleasing to God. This verse is loaded. Paul is speaking to the church in Philippi and he's saying that he's just thanking them that they they have taken care of him. And so he, he has received the fullness of what they sent to him through Epaphroditus, who was his disciple, very prayerful guy. And he's saying that the things that were sent unto him, they were an odor of sweet smell. And he's continuing to describe what it is. He said, It is a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing unto God. Now, you need to know that the church in Philippi was not a church that had so much resources. But they had benefited from the givings of other churches or the initial giving of other churches. And therefore, they thought that they owe it to the kingdom. So, anything they had, they just parted with the the missionary, the apostle. Because they thought that other people had contributed to their receiving Christ. Are you here? Are you sure you are here? Awesome. And so, they gave and gave. And Paul is saying that they are giving rose up as a sweet smell. It was a sacrifice pleasing unto God. Because they didn't have abundance to give out of their abundance. They gave out of their need. And when they gave out of their need, Paul saw that this was sacrificial. And so, a sacrifice must be acceptable and well-pleasing before God. And Paul said, this sacrifice is acceptable and well-pleasing to God. So, that means that you can make a sacrifice and it's not acceptable. It's not well pleasing. And when we go deeper, you find out that that is a sacrifice you don't make from your heart. That is also a sacrifice you make by lying. That you you will, you will look like you are making it before human beings. But the truth of the matter is that it is not a sacrifice at all. Do we see it in the Bible? Ananias and Sapphira came to church. Look, we saw the land and brought up, but they have kept back some portion of it. And whilst they were lying to a human being, the Holy Ghost felt like, you are actually lying unto me. So, it is not a sacrifice pleasing unto God when it is for other reasons than the reason that it's supposed to be. And if it has to be pleasing unto God, it must come also from a place of excitement Serving God with joy. God loves a cheerful giver. Is God talking to somebody? I think the keys are coming earlier than even the preaching. Are you here now? From a heart of joy. That even in pain, you are happy for the privilege to give. You are happy for the privilege to transact in sacrifice with God. Please, remember that it has to be pleasing with God, not just man so the first point of clearance is where is who you have to wake up on me is who is god praise the lord pleasing well accepted before god and so and he says that when it reaches that level then it will become a sweet smelling odor before god so a sacrifice Is more than uh, offering a thing, but whenever it is activated, our whole being is on the altar. Our what? Talk to me now. Our what? When a sacrifice is sacrificed, what is happening? Our whole being is on the altar. Praise the Lord. And so you see that the sacrifice is your whole being on the altar. I will come back to this sweet-smelling odor, I mean, in the latter part of the preaching, but just to let you know that sacrifices have got standards. In Hebrews, you see that God accepted the sacrifice of Abel and rejected that of Cain. So, sacrifice has got standard. That is why if you are making a sacrifice from the place of conspiracy theorists, Falsehood, dragging back your feet, and all of that. It's not pleasing before God. It doesn't meet the standard. A sacrifice must meet the standard of God. And the point I made here is that a sacrifice, because it must be acceptable, is more than offering a thing. When it is activated, our whole being is on the altar. Is it in scripture? Romans twelve, one and two sacrifice is just more than bringing money bringing a land to the church or to the to the house of the lord it's more than just bringing giving someone something blah blah it says look at what the scripture said i beseech you brethren therefore by the mercies of god that ye present your bodies as a living sacrifice praise the lord not as a living legend as a living sacrifice holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable what? Service. So now, please, it's okay. The verse 1 is okay. The the fact that it is your reasonable service means that it is something that has to be done continually as a lifestyle of faith. There's a man here is the head of my family. He keeps saying that the most foolish thing anybody can do it's not to be sacrificial, and he has told me that more than ten times. You are foolish when you don't understand sacrifice. That's the craziest thing anybody can do to self-destruct. That's to Bible says that he that keeps more than is required, it tends to poverty, it tends to trouble. That is, you don't gain for holding back. You gain by releasing. Is God talking to somebody here. So it's a reasonable So sacrifice actually because it's the core thing Christ came to do here. Must also be at the center of your faith on a daily basis. I'm feeling it. And so when you are sacrificing, you may have something in your hand. But whatever is in your hand is beyond what is in your hand because the Lord is requiring that spiritually your sacrifice is your very life on his altar. That ye present your bodies as a living sacrifice. That is, I have brought you more than a song today. I didn't come with just a song. I have brought myself. If you want to know sacrifice sacrifice is isaac on the altar sacrifice is samuel sent to the temple the whole of it is there it's not his hearing it's not a laboratory that's your the holy anytime you are sacrificing you are bringing a convergence of your whole destiny that's why the thing that the person put in the shrine in a goat is him. It's her. It's God talking to somebody here. It's every aspect of the allies. You don't enter the shrine and he says that, oh, okay, my business is not part of the shrine. My, my children are not part of that. Once you enter, every area of your life has entered that altar. True of us. So it's beyond what is in your hand. And in a positive light in the kingdom, when you put your life in the path of sacrifice, you have put your destiny in that path. So the blessings that come through sacrifice comes upon your whole being. Every area of your life, your health, your academics, your marriage, your children, your whatever that is one of the reasons why Satan trying to restrain you will begin to fill your head with somebody wants your money. You are giving too much to the kingdom. Why are you doing that? Because he wants your life to stay away from the altar. That will bless you. It's a serious matter. The clapping is free. Please watch this. Just watch it. Why is sacrifice sacred? I like to lay the foundation. Why is sacrifice sacred? I mean, when we say it's sacred, it's something that is important to God and is important in our relationship with God. Why is sacrifice? How does God see sacrifice in his realm? Number one, Revelation chapter 13, verse 8. I'm feeling the preaching power. I'm telling you, no lie. In Revelation chapter 13, verse 8, he said, And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life, of the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. So here, it's talking about the end time when there will be tribulation and people who don't know Christ will now serve a particular, the antichrist. I mean, to cut it short, praise the Lord. And is describing the people who have peace. He says that those are people whose names are written in the book of life of the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. The lamb slain from the foundation of the world. So, sacrifice is sacred because sacrifice is a foundation in the eternal church. It is a foundation in the eternal church. Before anything here on earth began, any creation began, the lamb was slain before the foundation of touchable earth. slain before before we came here to have mouth to argue sacrifice was at the foundation of the eternal church when god the father son and the holy spirit was having communion with himself sacrifice was at the foundation slain before That is how sacred sacrifice is to God. God was bloody within himself before we even came. Number two. Why is sacrifice sacred? Revelation 4, 10 and 11. Scripture must speak. In Revelation 4, 10 and 11. 4, 10 and 11. It said the 4 and 20 elders... you will see that the four and the twenty elders, before they cast their crowns, they actually bow or kneel before the throne. The Bible said, they came before him that sat on the throne and worshipped him that liveth forever. They, if you read other verses, you see that. They bow and worship him. That's the, I'm saying that sacrifice is offering yourself first. Before anything in your hand, They first offered themselves on the ground. Before him. Who sat on the throne. Before they cast their crowns. So what's the point? The point is that the eternal church. Gave their lives first. Then their crowns. Or their substance second. That's eternal church. The twenty and the four. Creatures. Praise the Lord. Look at the scripture again. It says, the four and twenty elders, they now fall before the one who sits on the throne. That is a sacrifice they their worship. They sacrifice. So, you see that in the eternal church, it was sacrificing themselves first, then they now cast their crown. You can now collect our substance. Yourself first, then your substance. So, this is still happening in heaven. Now, the contemporary church is to model itself after the church birth at the coming of the Holy Spirit on the face of the earth. So, that's starting from somewhere when the Holy Spirit descended on the day of Pentecost. Let us look at how they also did it in Acts chapter 2 verse 41. Watch it. I'm giving you a sequence. The sequence. That's why the Lord says that you give me your heart first. The sequence. In 41 he said, Then they, that gladly received his word, were baptized. And the same day, there were added unto them about three thousand or so. On the day of Pentecost, people first of all gave their lives to Christ. They gave up. And you read, you find that they gave up their idols, they gave up their beliefs in other things. They gave themselves first. Then when they had done that, 44 and 45, I'm showing you the early church. Beautiful. In verse 44, it says that, and all that believed, are they not born again now? And all that believed were together And had all things common, 45. And sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men, and every man had no need. So here you see that they gave their lives first. They now went to sell their possessions and brought and sacrificed it before God. Tell somebody, you first. Then your substance. <laughs> so here, what is what is the pattern? How is sacrifice sacred? One, it is a foundation in the eternal church. Number two, in the eternal church in heaven, that is within the Godhead. The first one within and within creatures worshiping God. It was their body first, their substance second. They fall down, they put their crowns, they, they give it. Then when we come to the early church. They also gave themselves, then they gave their substance. These are the two things we are here to do. You give give your life, then you give your substance. What do you do? Anybody who has a question giving a substance, we must question how far they have given their lives. That you love your wife and you are stingy towards her, it's a sign. It's a sign or something. You know me so, or it's not a sign. It's a major sign. How do you collaborate the two? You say you love. It's a mystery. So. When you are struggling to give your substance, we know you are struggling to give yourself to the Lord. That's what the Bible said. Where your heart is, there your substance will go. Your substance follows where your heart has already gone. Reach. So, if you are struggling with sacrifice, we know you are struggling with your relationship with God. Period. You are not there yet. And we pray that God will open your eyes to be there. That amen didn't come out at all. (laughs) Abraham had given himself only to God. He had left idolatry. So when the Lord said, give Isaac, no question. No question. And even though it was a test, he passed it. And that will be a test for everybody. I saw somebody very ignorant on telly saying that God who knows all things, how would he test his own people? That's an ignorant person talking. I think because God knows all things, he shouldn't also give us our free will. So that he will remote us like toys. So that he should bring to you the, the, what you should say, who you marry, you don't have any choice in the matter. You, just, you are just a robot controlled by batteries and remote systems. You are taking your will, but you don't want to be tested. It's like the prodigal son say, give me my portion of the inheritance. But I don't want to be tested. No matter how I live my life, Life should be fine. No, life is not like that. And please, when you have stage on television and you are talking, think well. I think that these are bitter sons of pastors, even though they have got the adult children who are bitter for their fathers being pastors, and they hated the ministry of their father, and they are expressing their bitterness in philosophies that don't even make sense. God should not test. (laughs) We will be tested, sir. Those of us who are following Jesus Christ, we have accepted the test. Praise the Lord. It is that mentality of not wanting to be tested, is the reason why so many people didn't pass in life. So sacrifice is at the center stage. Is where? It, that is why in the temple of the Lord, the altar of sacrifice was in the middle. It has to be in the middle, in the middle of the park. It has to be there. Praise the Lord! Lift your hands. Say, "I received the grace to walk in sacrifice." Can we push this thing? <laughs> I'm feeling it already. It's, it's powerful. Tell somebody, have you asked somebody? Have you given yourself to Jesus? Why are you struggling with your substance? And tell them, if you have truly given your life wholly to Jesus, you will not struggle with your substance. The early church they didn't struggle. Don't try to struggle. <laughs> Just give your life and your substance will follow. <laughs> give the Lord a big clap of praise. Let's push it. In 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 4, Paul is still speaking to the church in Corinth. In verse 3, I I, I just saw verse 3 and I love it. It said that, but if any man love God, the same is known of him. As concerning therefore the eating of those things that are offered in sacrifice unto idols. We know that an idol is nothing in the world. And that there is none other God but one. Now, if you take a careful look at that verse 4, you will find out that Paul is saying that there are things that are eaten, but they are first offered as sacrifice unto idols. I have pointed something to you that the first significant meaning of sacrifice is you yourself on the altar. Now, we are learning here that sacrifices are offered to spirits. And that is also the reason why they produce power. There are things that are eaten by men and they are offered in sacrifice unto idols. Idols are spirits. Now, if you remove idols from there, you see that they are offered unto supernatural beings. Praise the Lord, unto supernatural beings. I mean, when I was very small, I curiously followed one woman who was uh, worshiping in Hindu. She would come home with chocolate, candies of all kinds. This woman, would send me, send me, send me, send me. And give me one. And give other children like four or five. like that. Every time I have small. And they used to go to their... I realized that any time they went to church on Sunday, early, early morning they came back. She had plenty of those things. And there were other Hindu people in that. It's just a big house with different apartments. So we were in one of those apartments. And she was up and there were other people. So... I realized that the source is somewhere. So I decided that they used to live around five. I decided I was timing, timing, timing. And one day by dawn, five, as she woke up, I was already up. Dressed, going to the source. I said, today I will go to that church with you. Wherever you go, I don't care. I was very young, maybe 11, 12. I was already in Assemblies of God, but I needed those candies. So, I went to, I'm showing you why the first time I entered Hindu. As a young boy, when we went, to Hindu Monastery in Cape Coast. Then my eyes got open. I mean, they are vegetarians. Every meal they ate there, they brought it before their altar with smoke of incense and they as they were beating their drum and singing they were offering the food one by one one by one before their idol by the priest before they will break the service and go and make a merry and so it was that time that is a buffet the toffee is there plenty you can imagine that they. I didn't need Auntie mary again. I, I, my hands were there, and there were no restrictions. Yes, the resource I carried enough, and that day I also became a distributor. But what's the point I'm making? I have seen firsthand how food and things that are consumed by people are sacrificed to idols. Before they are consumed. Thank God for the blood of Jesus. And even thank God for the fact that what goes inside doesn't defile you. It is what comes out. Glory be to God. So, these were in sacrifice to idols. I'm telling you that the sacrifices are offered to spirits. So, anytime we are talking about sacrifices, we are talking about a human communion with divinity. Spirits. You are, whenever you are offering a sacrifice, you are engaging spirits. Either God or the devil. No middle point. I'm feeling it. In chapter 10, verse 20. Watch it. Chapter 10, verse 20. So Paul is just telling them that, but I say, That the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to devils. So, there are things that are sacrificed to, and I told you that, you first sacrifice yourself before your things. And there are things that are offered to devils. Same way, there are things that are offered to God. To devils and not to God. So, there are things that are also offered to God, and they come from the place of sacrifice. And Paul is saying, I would not that you should have fellowship with devil. So, anytime you are offering sacrifices, you are having fellowship with an entity. You carry one Ghana city. he says it's your sacrifice. You are having a fellowship with a supernatural being. I don't know if I brought down the point enough. It's not. It's not, I gave you, it's not... When you even... It, the reason why when you give something to someone and he says God bless you, it works is because what you gave. The Bible says that the way to a man's heart that had that heart, their spirit is through their belly. That's you gave them something. The reason why when they say God bless you or they wish you God bless you, it works is because what you gave had a direct connection with their spirit. So when you carry a sacrifice in church, you are having a di- you don't see it. But you are having a direct fellowship because sacrifice at the center stage of fellowshipping with divinity. Is God talking to somebody here? A person who is allergic to sacrifices is very far from constant fellowshipping with the supernatural being. Hey, that's why it's not everybody that is powerful. Because not everybody understands that your sacrifice releases power from a supernatural being. Come on now. Are you here at all? Power from it. Are you, if you are here, wave your hands. Let me see something. Have you got hands? Say my sacrifices. They grant me an access to fellowship with supernatural beings. And say my sacrifice gives me access to have communion with the Holy Spirit, with the Holy Ghost, to tap into everything. That the Holy Spirit has to offer. Say, it is a fellowship. Say, the sacrifice is a fellowship. That's why in the Old Testament, when they were sacrificing, it was just an integral part of their worship. When the fire came, they said, God has come. You know, so. After this preaching, you will find out that. Your real connection is not in talking, 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 talking. It's in first of all, giving yourself to God as a sacrifice. Number two, things, things, giving to devils. Things, 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 things. There is no sacrifice without things. The first one is intrinsic, it's you. And even you, you are a thing (laughs) before God. Then you are thin <laughs> to God. Say things. I can hear you say things. Come on now. Say things, things, things. Say they give me connection supernaturally to the Holy Ghost in fellowship. So when you are giving to somebody, when you are giving to God, God's man, God's work, you are engaging a supernatural. Communion. It's powerful. It's powerful. That's where power comes from. Anytime you are talking about sacrifice, you are talking about power. Power is too much. In the next 10 minutes, please let's download some more. <laughs> so anytime you are sacrificing, you are dealing with spirit. May, may you may your eyes be open in Jesus' name. So every believer. Knowing this must purpose at different phases or stages of our journey to release particular or specific things deliberately in the spirit of sacrifice for the release of spiritual power to win in this life. I'm saying, to win in this life, every believer, in the different phases of your life, stages of your life, you must work with this revelation. That particularly, specifically, deliberately, I must release sacrifices. Because it gives me communion with the supernatural being that I serve. So that his power will be released for me to win in this life. That's why stingy people, they are losers. They're real losers in life. It doesn't matter how much you store. You'll be like the man in the book of Luke. God will come and shut you. Shut you and you are wasted. Yeah. So the real losers, are, you see that you have gotten to a very high level, but there is no power backing you to win. Because the power is not in your grammar, The power is in your sacrifice. It's God talking to somebody here. I mean, let me break it down again. If I was a singer, I'd say, take it again. But this time around, break it down. You are the age and the stage where you feel like I've got a desire to marry. Where is the power? Where is the power? Business, you have been at a certain level. You want to, you believe God prophetically. Mostly God will give you a promise that the next level is yours. You need that spiritual intelligence to release that sacrifice. That gives you that communion power or support. From the spirit or the deity you have committed your soul to. So that your victory will come. On the mountain. You will come back with pneumonia. Because the weather is cold up there. And you'll be thinking, why is it I'm praying and it's not working? There are other people on the other side. When it is difficult like that, they go to the shrine. You know what I'm saying? When they go, to the, they go and read books. One employment is trying to defeat you. When you are already an overcomer in Christ. You know what you should do now. <laughs> Come on now. Praise the Lord. Come on now. Praise the Lord. Are you here now? <laughs> Believing God for whatever it is. At that face of your life. The power to push you. At the center of that power. Is your sacrifice. Contention on your matter. At the center of that power is your sacrifice. Promotion, an appointment. People are lobbying around, lobbying around. Release your sacrifice. You, you release it. You see the power of the deity you are dealing with. when now come and support you. Everybody, pack, 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 pack. why people don't want you to hear about sacrifice and the people that don't want you to hear about sacrifice they came from their coven and their shrine after performing their own they come to confuse you so that they will have a, a competitive advantage over you but if you're a child of god man sacrifice all the way praise the lord come on now sacrifice what the blood of Jesus is still speaking. That's a sacrifice. Cain's, Abel sacrifice, is still speaking, even though he's dead. That a voice must be speaking for you in the spirit. And that voice, is, it's not your prayer. When you pray, a voice must amplify. When the Bible says Jesus sits in heaven, making intercession for us, it's through the blood. Praise the Lord. What is your channel? When you are praying, what's your channel? channel? If your channel is not in Christ, who is the embodiment, the, the very definition of sacrifice, then where is your prayer going? It is only in his name and the work he has done in redemption that you can lay claim on certain things because he has put an ultimate sacrifice there. And you can't build on any other thing except that rock. When your beauty is not what is going to secure marriage for you, if he secures it for you, when it fades, we'll move to the next beauty. Something should be holding the man. some men when their wives are pregnant and their nose has become very big, their, their face has become that's what even ooh, uh, it just he just makes them very romantic like have we. He loves the wife more when she doesn't feel like she is nice. That's why the, the man, wow. It's like, it's like, hey, Charlie. May you receive that power in Jesus' name. That amen didn't come out at all. Please don't waste your life with unnecessary argument. This, if you are in this kingdom, understand how it works. People can explain things to you from where they are coming from, how it works. But how it works there might not be the same way how it works here in this kingdom. Somebody is an occult, he's talking. That's how it works there. We are children of God. That's how it works here. Know who your father is. And know the rules of engagement in your own house. Because... Your your protection and provision are from your house. It's not from the neighbor's house. You can't be obeying the neighbor and eating from your father's house. It's an error. That's why a father can abandon his own child. Banish his own child or daughter. And when they do that, they cut you off from your inheritance. Is that not so? Yeah. Beautiful. Lift your hand and say, I received the spirit of generosity and sacrifice. That that means that every strategic, every believer who is sacrificial is strategic. It's what? They know what they are doing. Sacrifice. When you give, you know that it's like you are transacting with God in a way that you yourself has taken your life very seriously. That's why somebody says, why are you giving so much? No, you have to check the value of your life. Whether it's so much or not, what are you looking for? How does that do for you? What is the spiritual connection of what you are doing? Somebody, if a lizard is complaining about the load of the thing crocodile is giving. Mr. Crocodile, listen. Look at the size. and you the crocodile you want to give by the measure of the lizard and be convinced by the measure of the lizard man check your size check your size that's what bible says according to the measure of faith according to the measure of grace god has given you so you give according to that measure somebody must not be explaining to you why are you giving too much you know the measure of your life Somebody should not be explaining and interpreting the measure of your life to you. Because you know the measure, you know where you are going and where you want to be. Some people are going nowhere, so they say don't pay. People who are not traveling, they don't buy plane tickets. But if you, are, you have a plan to travel, you save safe, alright? And by the way, let me just tell you that I'm not teaching on sacrifice to raise funds. Not at all. You will see that after this we will close. And you will not get a call or a text message from me that how much are you giving? Not at all. If you are ever here and I ever ask you that, raise your hand. If you are bold enough, raise your hand. Recently the church bought something. And somebody who was privy to it said that, oh, I I want to contribute to the thing that you just bought. I said, it has not come to that. We are fine. Keep the money when the time comes. He was surprised. We don't need it. You need to have revelation. You need to have what? If God cannot build this church, let it not be built. God please in the in the superstructure of God's house you are just a block or a stone. Please don't make noise. Don't do what? Bible says you are lively stones, just a stone in the mortar. Just a stone. And in the mortar, a stone can come off. Just one stone coming off. The building will not collapse. Look at somebody and say, take it easy. When you are talking plenty. Because you are just a stone. Yeah. Praise the Lord. <laughs> okay, so finally, I, I said in that Philippines that the Bible talks about Paul talking to the church in Philippi that they are giving was a sweet-smelling odor, aroma. Praise the Lord. He said, the things were sent from you, an odor of a sweet smell. Now, in Ephesians chapter 5, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 2, it says that, and walk in love as Christ also has loved us, and has given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to god for a sweet-smelling savour christ has offered himself as a sacrifice to god please the sacrifice is not to any man is to god and that sacrifice has been described as A sweet-smelling savour, that is the effect it has in the spirit realm. So, what does your sacrifice do spiritually? Just one point. A sacrifice produces sweet-smelling savour. That is, it creates an awakening or it creates awakening attention and favor before God towards you. Your sacrifice creates, it, it rises up as a sweet-smelling savour. creates an awakening attention. Somebody can be paying attention, but he's not awake. But the sacrifice, the savour. In, in Noah's time, when God smelled it, God's attention came on Noah. There's a way that when you sacrifice, it rises with a smell. And in a smoke, and that brings an awakening attention on your life before God, and that puts favor before God towards you. In Luke chapter 2, verse 52, the Bible talks about the fact that Jesus increased in blah blah blah, blah, blah increase in favor with God first, and then with man. Yeah, because he was a sacrifice on the altar before he even arrived here. It's God talking to somebody now. People who are sacrificial, they they command the attention of God. Because your sacrifice is always rising. When somebody is wearing a nice perfume. Recently, I went to a, 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 a one bank like that. I had headquarters and the guy who came to serve me. He was serving me and we were going into the manager's office. He just told me, He said, Sorry, please, what perfume are you wearing? I said, Shoe, in the bank. He said, I really like it well, well. I also whispered in the, in the ear, Your salary cannot buy this one. God have mercy. It will command an attention. The, the sacrifice. You see that the whole divinity said. We say that something has risen. Something has—it's a sacrifice has risen. Who is that? Remember your sacrifice is you on the altar. Who has risen like this? This person has revelation. You see that the whole attention of heaven comes. And that Sabbath puts put Favor. Favor image God to favor you. And when God is favoring you, men cannot despise you. That sacrifice gives you that supernatural communion and fellowship. I'm feeling it already. In this month of June, Akilah Dabahasa, to the end of your life, as your heart imbibe sacrifice, may you receive favor in Jesus' name. May you always appear as a sweet smell in the quarters of heaven. And may divinity begin to help you, bless you, favor you before men. Everywhere you go, where men are rejected, you shall be accepted. When men are struggling, you shall be rising in the name of Jesus. That amen is not coming out. And I pray in the name of Jesus, you will not suffer. You shall prosper by favor. Receive the favor of God right now you are blessed in jesus mighty name give the lord a big clap of praise
0: you have been listening to the testimony word broadcast from the keeper's house chapel international locate us at madina estate accra off the social welfare road between the golf falling station and Wawan washing bay follow us on facebook at the keeper's house chapel international podcast and audio rima at reverend francis urban visit our website at www.capershousechapel.org one word for further information call 0244 177 831 or 0204 916 168 experiencing jesus Bethany ministries